I will be reading from the first chapter of Matthew, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to, to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. I thought instead of having uh, Marv offer a sermon and I offer a sermon that we would save you from that. But I wanted to talk a little bit. We, the thing, one of the things that we love to do is we love to talk about Bible passages and about all sorts of different things that are upon our heart. And, and this is one of those passages that relates to me as a guy. Because I, I really think that, that Joseph is probably the unsung hero of Christmas in a lot of ways. You know, we don't have a lot of knowledge about Joseph. Much more is written about Mary, of course, than about Joseph. But from this passage, we do get a picture into the world uh, that they lived in and some of the marriage practices and some of the challenges that probably were ahead for Joseph. And so uh, I wonder if you could fill us in on some of the background uh, to the, the marriage festival and, and how that was done, because their marriage practices were a whole lot different than what we do today. Uh, very much so. Culturally, one of the things that took place in those days uh, with the Jewish culture, to be betrothed, or we might call it today engaged, their betrothal was a level much deeper than what we would call engagement. Betrothal meant you were actually already married. You were not promised, you were married. The only thing that had not taken place is the actual, going beyond the, the actual wedding feast, is the consummation of the marriage. Mm -hmm. And those are, that's some of the background. So even as mm -hmm. we look at this, think about Joseph, since we're going mm -hmm. to go with him for the moment. Imagine what that had to feel like. Mm -hmm. Betrothed, promised building a place for them to live. And then all of a sudden, something that you don't see anywhere before this, the Holy Spirit is speaking to him. Mm -hmm. An angel came. And so brothers, imagine, especially for those that are married, imagine an angel coming to you, telling you to marry your spouse. 
Who, and oh, you, by the way, is married with uh, has a has a baby, and it's not yours. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so imagine how taxing that must have been mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, I, I was looking a little bit at that research um, too. Uh, I was looking at the Moody Bible um, uh, commentary, and it was talking about how that that betrothal period. Um, what, their practice would be that the 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 man would approach the the wife's um, father and uh, to get approval, and then they would come up with a an amount to be paid, a moror, I think is what they call that, and it's, it's sort of like the reverse of a, um, of what do they call what's the dowry. Other, of a dowry? It's kind of in reverse. Uh, they would the the uh, the man's Joseph and his father. They would um, you know in a sense uh, uh, bargain, make a bargain because they understood that the the uh, this woman was going to come now and join their family, and so to pay the other family for the loss of the work of this woman, they would pay a certain amount to uh, to the father and to their family uh, during that time. So if he were to, if she were to be found that she had had a child with someone else, they would have to have a divorce because, as you said, they were already married. Uh, now, the, of course, you hear that, you know, yes, she could have been stoned, and I suppose that could be. But if you look at what really happened in that time, most likely she would have just been excommunicated from the community. Now, I find in all of this is that... Um, the word that sticks out to me that we know about Joseph is because he was a righteous man. See, that put him in a spot, didn't it? Him as a righteous man, he knew that he could not uh, just secretly marry, uh, marry because in a sense that would, that would make it look like to the world that he was consenting to the fact, yeah, it's, it's my child. I'm just not going to say that. It's a tacit agreement, you might say. He was a righteous man and he couldn't do that. But he also was a man of deep love for Mary. And so he was kind of stuck in, in a, a spot. And so his plan was to, ha- to have a, a divorce agreement, which would have involved maybe a couple people together. They'd witness this and, and they'd uh, do this. It would save face for him that he was not admitting to this. But at the same time, um, it would try to solve this mess. But that wasn't God's plan, was it? No, and, and two things to tie in with that. Even though this story is in the New Testament, mm-hmm. he was living under the law. Mm-hmm. And so that's a significant thing to hold on to. I'm not saying grace was not in the old covenant. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that they were bound to the law. And then secondly, that, that letter of divorcement, which was ridiculed in the Old Testament as Mm -hmm. well as the New, Mm -hmm. simply meant Joseph had to just write a letter and say Mm bye-bye. And he would present that to the rabbis or to the leaders, and it was done. Mm -hmm. And yes, excommunicated is one way of looking at it because she would have been cast outside of the camp. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we look at other stories, one that Jesus when he encountered the woman that the, 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 uh, the Pharisees were accusing of adultery, mm. they were living under the law. 
And there was all kind of mean things that were going to happen to her until Jesus showed up on the scene. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of uh, his problem, receiving this this news. And, And of course, the angel was required to change that as well. And I can only imagine, um, you know, the other little detail in there that they didn't cover here is that he silently, he married her, right? And so now he had every right to consummate it. But guess what? This guy, see, we admire him because he stayed uh, until after the baby so that she would be a virgin to give birth as a, as a virgin child. So, you know, I, I think we can uh, admit that, that he had a little, he, he was a righteous man. And he fulfilled the law. He, he was a hero. Um, but what about us? We're a little bit like Joseph in that we have also been entrusted with the message of the gospel. We haven't been given, well, we could say that we've been given Jesus, right? We've been given Jesus to protect, but we have the gospel message to protect. And sometimes I think. God wants us to do things that are out of our comfort zone. Ooh. And, um, and, but we, like Joseph, are righteous and loving. We're also men and women. We don't like pain. I don't know about you. We don't like pain. But sometimes God calls us into a world of pain, especially when we look at this world that is so dark that we are to be the light of the world in this dark world. And so Joseph had to make a decision of what he would do. I mean, he still didn't have to listen to the angel in the vision of, uh, but, but he did that. And, and my, my thinking is that he probably died in protection of, uh, of Mary and Joseph. But what about us? What are some of the challenges that you have felt in life? Where, where, where are those moments when it's a challenge for you to be the Christian, to be bearers of the gospel in this world? Well, for me, it's, it's a daily thing, okay. um, being challenged daily. Um, and I will take it to another place. I believe that everyone in the sound of our voices is challenged daily. Now, whether or not we listen or whether or not we respond is a different conversation, but I can think of a lot of different things. I'll bring one to mind that comes that's at the forefront because I'm seeing fruit from it now. Mm -hmm. Um, How I met George and Kathleen. One day I was looking because bridging the gap was virtual. We had no building. And one day as I'm driving down the street, I see a sign that says for lease. And I sense the Lord say, go back and check that out. Now, if you're looking for something and God tells you to go check it out, you have a choice. (laughs) Go check it out or keep going on towards what your destination was. Mm -hmm. So I went around the corner and I came back, walked in. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Nothing. No one was in that area of the building. I walk out the front door of the building, and as I turn the corner, I see a young man walking out of the building, and I walk up to him and I ask him, are you the owner of the building? Why? Because 
I heard God say, go check the building out. He says, yes. I hand him two business cards. The, the business card on top said, Pastor Marv Hodges. And then my business was underneath. He looked at both and then he looked at the Pastor Marv card and he says, have you ever taught a class in apologetics? Now bear in mind, God said, go check the building out. <laughs> and of course, I responded to the affirmative, yes. Because I know, and this is for somebody that's in here, I don't know who that might be, that whoever God called you to be, you don't need to be in this building to be who God called you to be. Amen. And so God called you to be who he called you to be yeah. everywhere, not mm -hmm. just here. And so I put together an apologetics class for these people, and it wasn't a church building. Now, that's how I met George and Kathleen, because later, a year or two later, actually two years later, I'm in the same building, which now has lots of stuff in it, and people are being introduced to me as the resident spiritual counselor. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean anything to me personally. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that the fruit that came out of obeying what God said to do continues to bear fruit. Was, was I comfortable doing it at first? Uh, no. Mm -hmm. But because of just obeying what he said, God wants to stretch us into new places. And I'm learning in my own time of reading and studying that the scripture in Romans 8:28 that says all things means all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so God allows even bad things to happen but we don't understand what the good part is that he has for us. And so even with Joseph, what was considered religiously a bad thing. Ooh, let me calm down because now I'm in preach mode. But it has led to us being here today. And culturally, that was not a good thing. And he had choices. Yeah, and when you were talking about that, it made me think that uh, maybe each one of us has had, where does it talk about in the scripture? Somebody can tell it real fast. You can Google it, you know, where we have entertained angels unaware. Hebrews 13, 1 and 2. Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, but so doing so, having unwittingly entertained angels. Uh, but the idea is that God still speaks to us today. Sometimes it's through the scriptures. Sometimes it's a word that specific. Right. Uh, and it may be that there's someone that God wants you to pray for. And you have that sense that God is calling you to that. And, and you might just keep on driving. But oh, the joy when we answer and we mm -hmm. step out and say, and it's, a, it's a, you know, you took a risk to, to even talk to them and, and say, well, you know, the Lord told me to check this building out. You know, you might have been gotten this look like this. <laughs> and we might do if we feel that we're called to do something or to pray for someone. We might get that strange look like, what are you talking about look? 
But it may be that moment, they're confirming something in that person as well. And it's a beautiful moment when God shows up. And I think that is what Christmas is about in so many ways. It was something we remember, but it's something that, that we can bring to life every single day as we love and as we listen, as we receive Jesus, as we walk in obedience to Jesus. Um, you know, we walk in obedience to Jesus and then we allow Jesus to, to take care of all the details you know, as better I, than we can. As I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm brought to mind of something that I'm going to speak over everybody here. Joseph ended up operating this way. He had the spirit of, I don't care what the people say. Hmm. I don't care what the culture says. And you have to look at it that way because we have to have a spirit of I don't care when God gives instruction to do something. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere in scripture that we are a peculiar people. Some of us more peculiar. <laughs> okay, let me, let, me, let me get behind you. <laughs> but I, I say it from the place that all the things that Joseph and Mary went through was simply a challenge. It was a challenge to obey the angels. It was a challenge to obey what they heard. And that challenge exists for us today. To obey Mm -hmm. what we may read in scripture. To obey what you may hear uh, Pastor Tim teach, preach. What you may hear Mark or Bonnie teach, preach. You know, on the other end, I might say a few things to some people at Bridging the Gap, but I mean, to obey what the Word says. Because you can't go wrong. Mm. And they didn't, obviously, because we're here. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong when you obey God. Amen. Amen. Well, those are some thoughts. That's the great word that I want to pray over. And, and uh, thank you for sharing a little bit of that time uh, with us as we looked at Joseph today. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for our time. We could uh, focus a little bit upon Joseph and the message he received from the angels. Lord, we invite you to speak to us through your word, through the songs we sing, through the prayers. We invite you to speak uh, miraculously through, through other people. And if you want to use an angel, we're okay with that too. Lord, speak to us. And as Pastor Marv has reminded us, Help us to have the strength to obey. Because if we're obeying your word to us, then we know that um, you will accomplish what you desire to accomplish through us. Lord, we give you thanks and praise. We pray everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother.